I'm well. How are you, Jamie? I'm good. Thank you so much for being on today's episode of One in 26. And friends, if you're listening, um, Sharon is an advocate of the community as before the community. And um, I link your Instagram handle um, in the show notes. But I have Sharon on today. Um, and also, she has a VNS, and that's something that we talked a little bit about in a previous episode with Katie, our other guest, but I kind of wanted to expand on it more because for me, I don't have that much knowledge of it, so I thought it would be really awesome to share with you um, just kind of what it is and what it does, and maybe that'd be an option for you, um, and if you have any questions about it, you know, of course, just let us know. But okay, so Sharon, let's let's talk about you now. Um, how <laughs> you um, you have epilepsy? How old were you when you had your first seizure? I think when I had my first ground mal, I was twenty three. Um, but looking back now, I may have had it all my life, just not knowing that um, absent seizures were seizures. I, my husband noticed when we were dating I would zone out a lot and he had um, asked me to go to a physician and that he just that guy the physician just told me um, it was stress and then several months later I had my first grandma so okay and so that was when you were 23 and then do you still have um like, do you still have grandma seizures and absent seizures? No, luckily the um, grandma seizures are controlled as long as my medication's correct. And the absent seizures, I I think I have them every once in a while. Also, no, a little, but I'm still like aware of everything around me. Okay, so you have the ones that you're conscious during those seizures. For, for you in your 20s to... to finally realized like hey I've that's what was happening um like when you realized you were having seizures before what was that like for you it was hard um like fully accepting it because going from loving to drive and wanting to be a race car driver to not driving at all was really really hard for me and um I guess accepting it too. Like I was always hoping maybe it's wrong driving and not having um, to be so aware of what I'm doing to prevent more seizures from happening. Yeah. I mean, that's super important too, but so that's awesome though that you, so you wanted to be a race car driver. That's like what you grew up wanting to do. Like, did you, before you had seizures, did you get to do that for fun or like, I've never heard of that before. I've never talked to someone who really, who wanted to do that before. So like, did you get to drive race cars? No, I didn't, unfortunately. No, I didn't know how to get started into doing that. Okay, um, so but I did, would go, if I was bored at home, and <laughs> go out and drive. When I could drive, when it was safe for me yeah. to drive. So how, so, how, so you don't drive right now? No. Um, driving I did have one and um I luckily didn't hit anyone or hit anything and of course of all the places I was going to I was going to see my neurologist and I was I think, like five minutes from being on the freeway so 
yeah, just if I, you know, if I'm ever seizure-free for like five years, I doubt I'll ever drive again. I don't want to kill someone or kill someone in my family or, you know, then get charged with whatever manslaughter. I don't know. Yeah. So even though it's medical, I think you still get. Yeah. I mean, it's not worth it regardless. You know, even if without those charges, you know what I mean? For those of you who are listening, um, Sharon is a mom as well. So how old is your child? He'll be three this year. Oh, that's exciting. My youngest is three. How was it when you, so did you work with your epitologist on like planning for, to have the baby? Cause I know that's like a huge topic in the epilepsy community with women, especially that they're nervous to have kids or some, you know, they are. Um, yes, we did. And we, like, I was already on um, Lamictal, the safe medications, so I didn't really have to, I did have to increase them a lot during my pregnancy. So, and she was very supportive of yeah. us thinking but you know, it would be, I would, it would be safe for me. Would awesome. be safe for us to that's have, cool. it, to have him. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Okay, so what? So you just got the VNS um, in November. So what? What? Talk to me about like your seizure history and what made you decide to get the VNS. Why was that an option for you? Um, well, I've tried, I think I've almost been on all the medications throughout my diagnosis. And, um, a lot of them weren't working and the ones I was on weren't working. And I, um, I did go in, I don't remember, it was several years ago when I went in to see if I could have surgery to remove the scar tissue, if they could find it, um, or having my left temporal lobe taken out, because that's where they are. And I wasn't a candidate for that, so that was the last option. Um, mostly, my seizures are mostly um, triggered by my hormones, and unfortunately, since you know, safe and hopefully good one that will you know work a little better, not fully control it. Would like it to fully control it, but um, I don't, I don't know for sure. So that was like the last last result resort to do. So when you decided that you wanted it, so did you just like tell your neurologist like, hey, I want the VNS and your ner- your neuro said, okay, is that, is that how simple it is? Um, she was, was offering it or mentioned it several times and we just, you know, finally decided to go along with it because it was either that or the RNS, the, the, um, the plate that they implant into your skull. But that one, I don't think you can, I could be wrong on this, so don't take my word for it. I don't want to say anything and then be wrong. Um, But I think you can't have any MRIs anymore because it's metal. So I didn't want that and, you know, not need an MRI and not be able to have one. Right. So that was like the last. And how soon between like when you decided like, hey, and you told your neuro like, hey, I, I want the VNS, like how soon did you have it implanted i i don't know because i think we had we had to wait for our insurance to approve it and i think it was fairly quickly that they did so like a month um possibly yeah i I had to guess i'm sorry i don't remember it's okay um so it wasn't several years yeah so what um so, like, did you have to be impatient? Like, did you have to, were you put under anesthesia when they did it? 
Yeah, I was. And I was surprised it was outpatient. I thought it'd be inpatient. It's that type of surgery where they go in and connect something to your vagus nerve, you know, I would think. But it was outpatient. I was very, very surprised that it was. Yeah. So like And I was unconscious. Yeah. Well, and then so like how is how is your scar now? Like it's been a few months. So like how is the your where where the implant is? Like how is your scar? It's still there. It's slowly healing. Um, it's not as, I mean, it's still not as red. Like, it's just a scar, like a cut that's healing slowly. It's purple, I think. It's going away slowly. Yeah. Can you feel the device, like, right under your skin? Yeah. Uh, it's not that big. It's probably... Is it, like, a weird feeling? Um. No, it kind of just feels like a, if I was rubbing over a bone. Uh, okay, so it's kind of small. Up there. Yeah, it's like maybe an inch or okay. inch and a half. It's not that big. Yeah, because you know the pictures that you see online, it looks hell of a lot bigger than that. <laughs> um, what about, um, like, what about, like, so explain, like, what it actually does. Okay, um, so there's different settings that your neurologist can set to it, set it to. Um, Mine, I think it's on the second, not the lowest one, the next one up. So it it goes off every minute, every minute for 30 seconds. And um, if you notice my voice changes right now, that's when it's going off. I can't feel it that much when I do use my magnet now. That's when I can feel it and it will hurt a little, not that much yet when the next setting up. From this one, it, it, it will hurt a lot more because she did different ones the last time I was there and to see which one would work. Um, so why yeah, so. would you Why would you have to use the magnet? Uh, I have simple partial seizures, so I'll have one of those before I have a complex um, seizure, so I'll use it then. And then if I, for some reason, have a complex and not use it before, or if it doesn't work, if I use it to use a magnet too soon and swipe, and it doesn't go, it only goes off for a minute when I use the magnet. And then with my husband or someone around me can use it, and it will stop the seizures, and I won't have to, I won't sleep for like two hours. After. So when when that happens, like, I mean, does that just make you really super tired? I mean, obviously you don't want to have a seizure. That's like the best case, but the side effect of that is you're you're awake. So are you like how often in a day do you have to use it um well last I used it last night and then I think I I used it twice but it's not that often that I've had to use it um yeah I used it last night or my husband actually I think my husband used it or I may have swiped too early and then I still had the seizure Oh, so it's kind of like a perfect timing situation that needs to happen. Yeah, because if I swipe it like two minutes beforehand, before the complex is going to start, then I'll still have it. So it won't be going off as long to huh. stop it. And how, so like your doctor can change the settings from like virtually? No, I have to go in and she puts um, a device over it. Okay. And then on, she has like a iPad 
changes the settings there and then that transfers to the device and that then changes the settings on um the on my device on the vns that i have huh. in. that's cool so like do you yeah. have to go see your neuro a lot more now since you have the device mm -hmm. no if i need it set or if we want to go in and change it yeah i think the last time i saw it, i don't know yeah it's not i guess it's more a little more often yeah but not as so are you are you happy that you have it yeah it's good it wasn't as scary as i thought it might be um it's nice to have it and be able to stop the seizure and not um have to sleep for the two hours not miss out on that time of sleeping yeah so like do you recommend do you recommend that people who have like complex and partial seizures to look into that if they're not being controlled with medicine they feel comfortable with looking into it because you know i don't um i don't it's it's nice to be able to stop it to still it sound weird it's nice to still have a seizure being able to stop it and then not missing out on the two hours or the however long seizure and for okay. those with grand mal I mean it's safe to do i mean it's not safe to i, I don't know if it would be done but like if they're having a grand mal and then being able to stop it and not having it go close to five minutes is, is a good i yeah. think i i would get it um yeah, if it was safe for me, if it was still safe for me to do it, I would still especially get it then. Yeah, for sure. Um, so when did you start your Be Brave account? I think it was last year, mid last year. Yeah. And what prompted you to do that? Like what, what made you start really wanting to advocate and like meet other people with, like, did you know anybody that had seizures before you had them? Um, I don't think so. I don't know if like I, if someone like an acquaintance of mine, but you know, like growing up, there was someone in my class or something like that. I don't, I don't remember that yeah. there were any of those, but I know I didn't have any friends or anything. So is that the reason why you started your account to kind of meet other people or what prompted you to do that? To um, be able to post more about also being able to meet others that have it and hopefully help um, so be well. Yeah, that's awesome. So what is one piece of advice? Overcome that, like their struggle. Yeah, what is one piece of advice that, and I ask this on for every guest that I have. So what is one piece of advice that you have um, that you share with people? Like if someone was newly diagnosed or what is something that you share with them? Um, that it is like a journey. There's gonna be good days. There's gonna be times when like you're, and um, like taking those, moment moments in those as something that's going to make you stronger and um being open being like trying to get comfortable with sharing your story with others and um yeah and if they wanted or needed someone to talk to about what it's like and all that i'm i'm there for them too to come, you know, to come and talk.
about it. Thanks for listening, you guys. As always, I would love for you to write a review for me. Um, go ahead and screenshot this and share it to your social media and tag me. It's at 1in26podcast, and I will reshare it as well as give you guys a shout out. Again, thanks so much for your support, and stay tuned for next week in the 1in26podcast.